Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode seven. It is a Sunday when I'm recording this and my kids are, I think they're watching TV or gaming uh, and I hope they don't come in while I am recording this because I really don't want to have to record it again, but we'll see. So yesterday I spent a whole day with the Creator Club with Ruby Marsh and John Marsh and it was a really fantastic day. I think there were 35 of us in the room. So Creator Club is Ruby and John's business coaching program that I'm part of and we were doing a deep dive into character building, building our world and really working out our story for marketing. So I'm feeling very inspired by that. A little bit tired because I feel like my brain was in overload yesterday, but I'm really excited to kind of keep working through that stuff. And it has inspired a little bit on today's podcast episode. And I spoke in a previous episode about being a corporate dropout and a bit about how I was really committed to the corporate cause and then decided it wasn't for me. And this is a little bit more into that story. And that's why I called this episode Anti-Corporate Hero and Being Not Scary. Because I think that the opposite, I mean, obviously I'm the anti-corporate hero that no one asked for, but I think the opposite of being an anti-corporate hero well, anti-corporate is a small business champion. And that's essentially what I am or what I like to think that I am. And a lot of my clients are anti-corporate as well. And that's not to say there's not a place for corporate in the world. Of course there is. There's, that's just the way our society is structured, that there's always going to be big corporates and there's always going to be big business that need other big businesses to help them. But at the a different layer of society, We have all these wonderful small businesses that have had similar experiences with big corporate and decided that it wasn't for them and that that's not serving a really big audience. And that's why I say a lot of my clients are actually like that. I work with a lot of clients in the health space and they've decided to be anti-corporate because they don't like the big commercial gyms that aren't giving personalised feel to their services or they're not creating community or creating spaces where people actually are inspired to get fit and healthy. The same with people that I work with in design space as well. They've tried the corporate where it was just very transactional with their clients and they wanted to go into business for themselves because they wanted to work closer with their clients to have that direct connection learn about their businesses and really help them. And it actually took me a bit of a while to figure out that people would actually like a small, like a solo lawyer, which I am, that's not the right word, a sole practitioner like me to help them with their business. Because I had come from corporate, I just assumed that people equated corporate with quality which it does, I guess, in some cases, and that people wouldn't want to go with a sole practitioner lawyer because they might think, oh, they're just small and they might not be able to help me. But it's always 
a kind of a shock to me when people do want to work with me. And I had a client recently that he was referred to me. He'd been working with a lawyer that had joined a national, like a big firm. And he basically just said, yeah, I don't like the big firms. You can never get the person on the phone because you've got to go through so many different layers of people. And it's just a different service. He very much preferred that one-to-one service that you get from a small provider. So like I said, it's always kind of funny to me that I don't think about those things. Whereas that's literally why I went out on my own was to help people more one-to-one. So they don't have to go through the layers of the partner and then the senior person. And you're not actually dealing with the same person all the time. And the other thing with corporate is that no one's actually happy in their jobs. Everyone I worked with, we would, you know, I feel like every day was just complaining about one thing or another. If you go onto Instagram reels or TikTok or YouTube shorts, I'm sure you will find a million memes about corporate life and how soul destroying it actually is. The only people that are happy in corporate are the ones at the top and the people that stay around long enough to get to the top. But generally, most people are unhappy in corporate. So I don't necessarily feel bad for being anti-corporate because I know from experience that no one's genuinely happy in that situation. And I understand not everyone can go out and start their own small business. So for some people, it's a bit of a means to an end. But I think it would be pretty fair to say that the majority of people don't actually like the structure itself when you're an employee in the system. And the other side, the other downside that I found to corporate was it just made legal services even more scary, which is something that I want to talk about in this podcast as well. Why I started, why I studied law was to help people. And our whole industry, the legal services industry, is meant to help people understand our legal system which is something that's not easy to decipher on your own. So I don't understand why a lot of these big corporates want to make that process even scarier or intimidating for people. And when for me, it was just about helping people understand that. So I mentioned earlier that when I was younger, I was very much into the corporate persona. I think as a young lawyer, I'd probably watched too many American lawyer shows and tried to base my work persona off that, which to me, the height of corporate persona was unemotional, unattached. And that's what I tried to do with my job, which is kind of, it was very opposite to who I was. So I was definitely putting on a mask, I guess, every day when I went to work, but obviously not with my colleagues. I was yeah, more social and outgoing with them, but to the senior people I worked with, to the clients, I very much put on this corporate face. And I remember the greatest compliment that I ever got was from the partner that I was working with. And he called me an ice queen. <laughs> Now, maybe in most scenarios and most social situations, if someone called you an ice queen, 
you would not take that as a compliment, but I did because I thought, wow, I've done it. I'm unemotional. I'm unattached. I'm dedicated to doing the work without taking things personally. Like I wouldn't take feedback personally because the other thing, which is probably also something in my youth that led me astray was that I took a lot of my business lessons from The Godfather. I love that movie. I started watching The Godfather from a young age because my dad was really into it. And I really took some of those things to heart where, you know, in the famous lines in the movie where it's, it's not personal, it's just business. And I thought, yeah, okay, that's cool. That's a good business lesson. I'll take that into my corporate life. You don't have to worry though, because I wasn't trying to emulate the ethics of the the mafia's legal team. So I, yeah, I definitely knew where the line was in terms of right and wrong, but I did take a few lessons from the movie into my career. But it did mean that I was a bit robotic with people and especially clients, because I, I honestly just thought, People just want to hear the legal advice. They're not here to make friends or have chit chat. And the other part of that is the time recording issue with the legal industry, which I've spoken about as well, that I felt like I didn't want to be chatting to clients if they think, okay, I'm on the clock, like get to the point. I don't want you to charge me for this time just to have a chat. So yeah, it meant that I tried to fit myself into this corporate box, but I always felt like an outsider. I always felt like I didn't fit in to corporate. I think the other part of corporate was that I wasn't trying to be intimidating to clients, but I also wasn't actively helping put them at ease. I didn't want to seem too soft or even being feminine in meetings because the workplaces that I were in were very masculine there was all, always a lot of masculine energy. All the partners were men. A lot of the clients were men. And I felt that if I showed any sign of femininity, that would equal that you're not competent at your job or, you know, they wanted just this bulldog that was going to get them a certain result. So when I started my business, I already knew at a pretty basic level that I didn't want to do all those things and I did want to feel like I wasn't putting on this persona every time I had to deal with a client or go to work. Another story that I have is that when I, so when you start your business or when you want to go out on your own as a lawyer or if you're going to be a partner level, you have to do what's called a practice management course and it's run by the New South Wales Law Society. It's a three-day course that you have to do just to, I guess, get a bit of certification, learn some business skills that you're obviously not taught at uni, and also do some compliance training. So the Law Society is our governing body for lawyers in New South Wales, and they, they run this course. So the course is held at their office in Phillips Street in Sydney. And I don't have a great relationship with Sydney. It's always a bit chaotic. I grew up in Newcastle. I went to uni here. And yeah, I'm definitely not a big city 
kind of person. I love to visit them for holidays and things like that. But I guess also whenever I went to Sydney, it was for work and it was always stressful. So (laughs) I had to go into the city. But as it always is with these courses, you don't have to dress up in business attire. But inevitably, all of the lawyers that show up will be in their suits. Not me, though, because I was like, I'm not going to sit in a conference room all day in a suit. So I just rocked up in my jeans and casual wear. And not surprisingly, I ended up at a table with all of the other regional lawyers. Maybe it was the vibe that I was giving off. But all the other lawyers at the table I was at were from Central Coast or Wollongong. Newcastle or up north so that was funny and we did a couple of different exercises but I remember actually one of the women that was at our table was from a big firm in Sydney and she had some very different views to me on women in the profession and I didn't I mean she was very open with her views and that's fine but she was very open about the fact that she was going to be made partner soon. She didn't think the content was all that important or that she was learning anything. It seemed like a bit of an inconvenience that she was at this course. And I kind of sat there thinking, oh, wow, that could have been me or that would have been someone that I would have really looked up to in my early years. I had a different view because I'd had kids by this point and She also made some comments about motherhood and the law, which I do want to do as a separate podcast because, gee, there's a lot in that in the legal industry. But she had just had one child and she worked full time and she was very open and almost bragging about it, that she worked full time, she had a nanny, you know, she didn't understand how other women would want to work part time She found it very inconvenient when her staff would ask, you know, for time off to pick up their kids. And, and I thought, wow, there's just a lot there. Now I don't judge anyone for their childcare choices. If you choose to work full time as a father or a mother, like all power to you. But there was so much judgment in her words about anyone that was doing something different to her not everyone can afford to have a nanny as well as paying childcare for a start so she was I mean I didn't even disclose at that point that I had kids that I was working part-time that I wanted to start a business where I worked from home and probably only worked school hours because I think she would have fallen off her chair but I just thought wow there are still people in this profession that think like that and she wasn't much older than me But it was just really eye-opening and also kind of set my resolve a bit more because I thought, okay, if there are still people who are thinking thinking like that in the legal industry, in big firms, that's not helping anyone in our industry, in our profession. It's pretty much a fact that the legal industry is losing a lot of talented women because of the issues around flexibility. So like I said, I don't want to go too much into that now because I could talk a long time on that and I will talk a long time on that in a separate podcast, but I thought it was just an interesting side note the people that you meet at these kind of courses 
And the other thing, well, the, the main reason I wanted to tell you this story about doing the practice management course is around not being scary or being not scary in inverted commas. We had to do this exercise where it was a bit of an empathy test. So the course presenter, he went through a few scenarios with us. We all had to stand up and he had some, I think it was just like paper stuck on the wall about where we would go or what we would we would do in these scenarios. And it was just so funny to me or so interesting how far I've come in my corporate journey compared to where a lot of people are in my industry. And I can't remember the exact, there was a lot of questions, but there was one that kind of stuck with me. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was basically something to do with your admin assistant who you obviously have a pretty close working relationship with. So for those of you who aren't in the legal industry, your admin assistant is the one that just helps you on a daily basis with managing your calls, managing your calendar, contacting clients, all that kind of stuff, just making sure you're organized. And so it was, it already has this assumption that you work together closely. So that was the person in the scenario is your admin assistant shows up to work. I think they're feeling a little, or that you can tell by their attitude there that something's not quite right. They're not responding back. You know, they're, they're very monotone and not really responding when you ask them questions. So the course presenter asked us to pick a few things of what we would do. So one of them was they, that you would just carry on with your day, not ask any questions, and basically just hope that the next day she was over it, whatever was happening that day. I think the second option was you would get another staff member to go and ask if there was something wrong. And the third was that you would ask yourself, have sit them down, ask if they were wrong, ask if something was wrong, not ask if they were wrong and yeah, see if you could have a chat to them. Now, not surprisingly, a lot of the lawyers in the room with the suits went to the option of just carrying on with their day. Some of them picked getting someone else to do something about it as well. And the lady that was at my table that was very loud spoken about it. She was saying how she's got, oh, I've got so many issues with staff at the moment and why can't they keep their personal issues at home? And then there was a couple of us that picked, myself included, the, you know, sit down with them, ask them if there was anything wrong and yeah, just have a chat. And the lawyers that were in that section of the room with me were family lawyers legal aid lawyers and a couple of the regional lawyers. So I thought that was a really interesting exercise, probably had a really different result to what the actual presenter, well, had extra results that the presenter probably wasn't anticipating. But I thought that was really interesting because when I was in that corporate environment, it really is competitive. People don't really care what's going on in your personal life because that's not going to help the business make money. That exercise was actually so helpful to me as well to realize that I was on the right path, that there does need to be a change in the way that we do law, the way that we provide legal services, because if law firms don't even care how their staff are feeling, 
how are you then going to make your clients feel comfortable? So it was definitely eye-opening for me and made me much more confident in my decision to go out on my own and, and do things differently. I feel like, and I feel like I've come full circle. I had a phone call with a potential client. So I've got a free 20 minute call and she was starting a side business. So she'd had some experience with lawyers in her regular day job. And she said to me, you're not scary at all. And I took that as the biggest compliment because that is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be not scary. And for me, that is being the anti-corporate. I show up to meetings on time. I have a chat to people and get to know them. And I ask questions to make sure that people understand that you, that you, the client, can ask me questions and you're not going to feel like you've asked the stupidest question in the world because that is what my job is, is to help people, to help people understand a system that they've got no experience with and make that easier and really show you how it practically works. Not talking at you, but helping educate you as well. So I think that all of these things in my career and all of the experience that I had in corporate life were there to show me that there is a different way. Because like I said earlier in this podcast, I always felt like the square peg in the round hole in the workplace. I was trying to put on the corporate front and I did a good job of it for a little while, but I just never felt comfortable in that role. So I think I'm very happily the anti-corporate hero, the small business champion now, and I will continue to do that for as long as I can because I think all my clients are anti-corporate. They're trying to do something different. They've seen a better way of doing the work that they do as well. So I hope you found that interesting or maybe enlightening about what really goes on in corporate life in law firms. If you have any questions or you want to let me know what you thought, you can drop me a DM in Instagram. And that's it for me. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Sunday. I'll chat to you next time.